hey, Cornerstone, uh, Pastor John Kelly here from Chicago. So good to be with you again. And uh, just thank you to uh, your team and your pastor um, for having me out and my family and loving on us well. And I'm really excited about the series that you guys have been going through on Abound. Um, this topic of abounding is is crucial and huge. And the reason is, is it's just so easy to be, uh, to be mediocre about things. Um, you know, mediocrity is just like the, the shoulder shrug. You know, it's like, hey, I know this could be improving. I know this could be better, but, eh, you know. And uh, I don't think that's God's design for us in our Christian faith is to just be just mediocre Christians, just going through the emotions, just going through the flow, just showing up to church on Sunday. Um, in fact, if you remember in, Reve in the book of Revelations, um, Jesus actually calls out the church in Laodicea. Uh, for being lukewarm, right? He's like, man, you're not hot, you're not cold, you're just kind of lukewarm, you're just mediocre. And uh, I do believe that God's desire for you, God's heart for you, is to thrive and to abound in your faith. And so today, we'll be looking at what does it mean to abound in prayer? What's your prayer life like currently? Does your prayer life seem kind of mediocre, just like, yeah, you know, I kind of, yeah, I pray over my food, I kind of go through the motions, but are you thriving in your prayer life? Well, my hopes is that as we look in the passage today, you will walk away feeling a little bit more encouraged um, in how to go about having a, a prayer life that is thriving and how can you abound in prayer. And so I want to pray for you because the, 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 uh, today's message is entitled Abounding in Prayer. But I want to pray for you right now that God would use this time to refresh you, to recharge you and to help you thrive in your prayer life. Let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters who are listening, um, watching online. God, what a privilege it is that we get to talk to you. We get to pray to you. God, we don't want to just go through the motions in prayer. God, you desire for us to thrive, to abound in prayer. So would you show us today what that pathway looks like, how we can, as believers in Christ, abound in prayer? God, would you bless the preaching of your word and would you prepare our hearts to hear and receive it, not as a voice from a word from Pastor John and hearing his voice, but as a word from God himself, Lord, that we would open your word, read your word and hear you speaking to us. So God, we love you. We pray that you would bless this time and that it would honor you and help us to grow. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Well, beloved, if you have a copy of God's word, you can meet me in Ephesians chapter six. That's where we spend our time. We'll be looking at a few verses, Ephesians chapter six. And um, just a heads up, I'm reading from the ESV version. And so um, I don't know what version you have, but I'll be reading from the ESV version. And so if you can meet me in Ephesians chapter six, we'll be looking at verses 18 through 20. And Paul says this in verse 18 of Ephesians six. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I might declare it boldly as I ought to speak. You know, Paul has been talking about in this section spiritual warfare and how as Christians we need to armor up and, and um, to be uh, protecting ourselves and guarding against the, the schemes of the enemy. And then he gets to this point where he now says, and you know what, we need to be praying as well. And I believe that in these verses, verses 18 through 20, 
we can get a glimpse into what it looks like to abound in prayer. And so here's the first point. If you're taking notes, if we want to abound in prayer, the first thing we need to do is to pray about everything. That's right. We need to pray about everything. Look in the beginning part of verse 18. Paul says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer. If you have the, uh, the NIV version, it says praying at all times or praying on all occasions and to always keep praying. And so here we have Paul calling on the believers in Ephesus, the church in Ephesus, to pray. And he repeatedly emphasizes prayer. Here's a question. What is prayer? Someone asked you, man, what, what, what is prayer? What would you say to them? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Prayer is simply talking with God. That's what prayer is. It's talking, communicating with God. Whenever you are talking to God, you are praying. And prayer isn't simply about results. We don't just come up to God looking, treating him like he's Santa Claus. Well, God, here's, here's the 10 things I need. Just go handle this for me. God, his prayer is more than just a bunch of requests to God. It's intimacy with God. It's, God, I want to talk to you. I want to know you. I want to I walk with you, God. I want to hear from you. It's more than just, here's the, the four things I need you to do for me. You know, when we sing, when we sing and we worship on Sunday and we praise God and worship, we are essentially praying to God with instruments. We may not think about it, but anytime you say, Lord, you are God, you are good. Lord, I worship you. And you're talking to him. You are praying. Even in a worship format to instruments. And so Paul teaches us here how to abound in prayer. And what we learn here is he says he doesn't want us to just have a moment of prayer, but to have a life of prayer. That's why he says, look, praying at all times. When are we to pray? At all times, on all occasions. Praying about everything. And this is huge because this is the difference between praying and abounding in prayer. Paul's like, you know what? I don't want you just to have a prayer time where, yeah, I got up early in the morning before I went to work and the kids got up and, man, I, you know, I got my Bible. I did my devotions. I had some time in prayer and that's it. Paul says praying at all times, praying throughout the day, praying on all occasions, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul tells the church in Thessalonica to pray without ceasing. It's to always be in a spirit of prayer. This means that God is to be involved in every aspect of your daily life. And that you talk to him like he's your closest friend, not a distant relative. That's what it means to pray about everything. It means I talk to God like he's my closest friend, not like he's a distant, relative, a distant relative that I talk to once or twice a year on Thanksgiving. And, you know, so often we can treat prayer like it's like it's renter's insurance or something. It's like it's there to help me if something goes wrong. I don't talk to God throughout the day. I'm not thinking about him. But in case of emergency, break glass. Beloved, that's not what God desires prayer to be. Now, I know some of you are thinking like, well, Pastor John, pray about I should pray all throughout the day. I mean, pray on all occasions. I mean, I mean, how do I incorporate prayer into such a hectic schedule? Some of you are working 12, 14 hours. You're working overtime. It's crazy. you got the young kids. It seems like, you know, every five seconds you're telling the kids to stop jumping on the couch and hitting each other and, and sit down and do your homework. And they're loud and they're crying. And you have so many tasks to get done throughout the week. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to make time for prayer in the midst of all that? And I want to say to you, you actually talk and communicate all the time in the midst of that. Praying isn't a challenge for you. 
When Paul says pray on all occasions, it means talk to God throughout the day as you go about your day. And guess what? You talk to people all the time in the midst of your busyness. God desires you to include him in those conversations. You know, as I was uh, traveling here to San Francisco, I brought my uh, my AirPods, my Apple AirPods. I don't know if you've ever seen um, AirPods. Um, it don't have to be Apple AirPods, but if you go around town and you're around San Francisco, you'll see people with earbuds in, AirPods. And what AirPods does, is it allows people to talk on the phone and hold a conversation or listen to a podcast, but it allows them to talk um, while they're doing other tasks. And so you'll see people with ear pods in and they're on a phone call, but they're jogging. Yesterday we were down uh, by Golden Gate Bridge and then we were walking around downtown and there were so many men and women jogging around the city and they had ear pods in and some people were in conversation. They were talking. You might be driving in your car and you see uh, someone have the Bluetooth in their on their car and they're, they're driving and they're doing a business meeting or they're talking to their mother or their sibling. Or sometimes, you know, you're, you're shopping. We went to Target last night. And someone was on their Bluetooth, on their, on their uh, AirPods, just talking. And, and what that does is it allows them to have a conversation while they're at Target shopping or doing other things, while they're folding laundry at the house, while they're cleaning the house, you can still have conversations. Here's the point. You don't have a communication problem. You communicate every day. It's who you choose to communicate to that's the issue. In the same way you can talk to your mom while you're grocery shopping at Target, the same way you can talk to your sister, you could talk to a co-worker while you're folding laundry, you can talk to God the same way. And so when Paul says pray at all times, pray on all, um, all occasions, he's saying talk to God about everything. The same way you're going for a jog, pray. COVID is wearing you out. You feel a little stressed out, Pray. You got a text message that someone just had a miscarriage? Pray. Your son has been struggling lately. It seems like he's going farther and farther away. He's hanging out with the wrong crowd? Pray. You feel depressed today? You're struggling with your anxiety again today? Pray. She realized as well as the more you love someone and find joy in their company, the more you talk to them. If we say we love God, with all of our hearts, and we find joy in his presence, then we should want to talk to him. You know, I think about when I was dating my wife, uh, Danielle, um, we, we used to talk on the phone for hours. I mean, we would be up and, I mean, sometimes we'd fall asleep on the phone, like we'd be sitting up talking, we're just talking about life. And uh, we fall asleep at like, you know, midnight, we're on the phone talking, and I'll wake up and, Danielle, you there? And she's out cold, I just hang up, right? But man, we just loved being in each other's presence and we would just talk. I wasn't speaking to her because I wanted something. I was speaking to her because I loved being with her. I loved hearing her voice. I loved talking about life. And let me just encourage you, my sister and my brother. You have way too many challenges. You have way too many decisions to make to not talk to God. You have too many things on your plate this week to not talk to God. I often have a saying, if you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop praying about it. That's right. If you can't stop thinking about it, if you can't get it off your mind, if it's stressing you out, don't stop praying about it. And so if you're going to abound in prayer, then prayer um, you, prayer has to be basically the air you breathe. Paul shows us that abounding in prayer requires us to talk to God about everything. But here's the second thing. If you're taking notes, in order to abound in prayer, we must pray spirit-led prayers. Prayers that are led by the Holy Spirit. Look with me in verse 18. Paul says, praying at all times in the spirit. 
with all prayer and supplication. It's amazing here. Paul doesn't just say that we're to pray at all times, but he also focuses on, he gives focus and attention to how we are to pray. He says to pray in the spirit. So what does that mean, pray in the spirit? It means to pray prayers that are led by the spirit and aligned with the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter five, verse 25 says, if we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. The spirit is not a it. The Holy Spirit is a person. God himself, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Paul says, if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit that we follow the leader. We Remember as a kid playing follow the leader, we follow God, we follow his Spirit. But what can we know about the Holy Spirit, about him? Well, we know, one, he gives us power. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So the Holy Spirit gives us power. We know that the Holy Spirit guides us into truth. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. So if we're praying according to the spirit, we're praying by the power of the spirit. We're praying this aligning with the truth of God's word. We know the spirit gives understanding. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 12 says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us. As we pray in the spirit, we get understanding from God. The Holy Spirit, he exalts Jesus. John 15, 26 says, but when the helper comes, that's the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, Jesus says. So we know the Holy Spirit, that his role in the Trinity is to exalt Jesus. So as I'm praying in the Spirit, my prayers always seek to exalt Christ. I'm not just praying for a job. I'm praying to exalt Christ in my job. I'm not praying for my marriage simply. I'm praying to exalt Christ in my marriage. And it's aligning with the truth of God's word. Scripture says that the, the spirit intercedes on our behalf. Romans verse eight, uh, chapter eight, verse 27 says, and he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit, the Holy Spirit intercedes for the saints according to God's will. This is powerful, Romans 8, 27, that the Holy Spirit intercedes on my behalf and your behalf before the Father, and he intercedes according to God's will. And so when we talk about praying in the Spirit, we're praying according to the truth of God's word, not the lies of the enemy, not my own understanding, right? The, in Proverbs, it says, right, to um, not lean on your own understanding. No, I'm, I'm praying according to God's word. I'm praying according to his promises. I'm praying according to his truth. I'm praying according to his will, right? Jesus says, uh, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. I, I want to I pray in a way that is, that's aligning with God's will. And so the spirit guides us into all truth, always seeks God's will, and always desires that Jesus be exalted. He guides us and aligns our prayers with these truths. You know, every time I take my car to our mechanic, uh, he often will check our, our, our tires and the steering wheel. He wants to make sure that um, it's called an alignment. He wants to make sure that the steering wheel and the tires are aligned properly. Because if not, 
My steering wheel might be straight, but my tires are aiming in a wrong direction. And so sometimes you have to take your car to the mechanic and get an alignment. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He, he aligns us with God's truth, God's will, God's word. The world pulls you out of alignment, but the spirit pulls you into alignment with God. And, you know, so often we make so many decisions that isn't from God, isn't led by the Holy Spirit, isn't aligned with God's will. I want you to think about this. How many decisions have you made this week? How many decisions have you made this month without seeking God about it at all? Yeah, we're going to buy that house. Yeah, we're going to move to that city. Yeah, I think about I'm quitting my job. Yeah, I'm going to go back and get my degree. Yeah, I'm going to end this relationship. Yeah, I'm going to start dating this guy. Yeah, I'm going to start dating this woman I just met. Have you prayed about it? Have you sought God? Will God, is this what you want me to do? Is this the woman you want me to date? Is this the man you want me to marry? Is this the job you want me to take? Is this the house you want us to buy? How many decisions have you made this week? Is this how you want our budget to look this year, God? This is your money, Lord. It's not our money. Seek God's face in prayer for everything and wait on his divine confirmation. Just because the opportunity and the situation looks good doesn't mean that's what God desires for you. It's too easy, beloved, to chase our appetites. We need to pray in the spirit Always. It's so easy to just chase after um, a desire I have, but is that is that God speaking through you? Is that aligning with Him? If we are to abound in prayer, then we must talk to God about everything and pray spirit-led prayers. But lastly, to abound in prayer, we must pray for the advancement of God's kingdom. Let me say that again. If we're going to abound in prayer, we have to pray for the advancement of God's kingdom. Look with me again in verse 18 through 20. It says this, praying at all times. So we realize, man, I got to pray all throughout the day, not just the morning, but and not just when I eat my meals, but at all times. In the spirit, right? So praying according to God's truth, God's word, God's will, praying to exalt Christ in the midst of my burdens and my pain that I'm bringing to him. With all prayer and supplication, listen to this, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Notice that there? Making supplication, praying, interceding for who? All the saints, the global church, not just the church here at Cornerstone or Chicago West Bible Church in Chicago, but praying for the global church. Every tribe, nation, and tongue who calls Jesus Christ Lord, all different ethnicities and backgrounds, social classes, genders, age, all different countries and language, but all loving Jesus. Man, I cannot wait till we get in the glory together, right? And we're done fighting and arguing and separating, and we're truly one in Christ. Paul says to pray for all the saints. Verse 19, and also for me, listen to this that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. So Paul's like, pray for the global church, pray for anyone who's a Christ follower. And then Paul says, and pray for me that I might be bold in preaching the gospel. I mean, of all people who you would think would be bold, Paul, he's like, man, pray that I would be bold 
This is amazing. He's like, man, I want to I want to be able to preach the gospel. This is the idea of, man, we, we not just, we don't just pray for this the church, but we're praying that they would be bold in preaching the gospel at our jobs on our street. Don't you need boldness to share the gospel with your neighbor, your co-worker? That opportunity God gives you in the checkout line at Costco or something and you you had an easy opportunity to share the gospel and you just man, you got nervous. Right. And you, you had an opportunity right there, man. God, I need boldness. It's amazing here. Paul connects prayer to the mission of God and the advancement of the gospel on earth. It's as if Paul believes that the salvation of souls is driven by faithful prayer. It's like Paul's like, man, in order for us to reach the city of San Francisco and the nations, we need the prayer of the saints to be praying for that. And so knowing this, it's amazing. It's amazing how much of our prayers are disconnected from the advancement of God's kingdom on earth. Jesus says famously, a famous quote that people love to uh, 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 quote in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. If you remember in the context of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, don't be anxious about anything. Remember, you know, he says, uh, look at the birds of the air, how your father takes care of them. Aren't you of more value than birds? The very hairs of your head are numbered. Are you anxious today? Are you stressed out today? Has COVID caused you to be overwhelmed? Man, when, you know, depression has gone up. Alcohol sales have gone through the roof in America. More people in America are depressed and drunk than they've ever been. Because COVID has caused us to be isolated and overwhelmed and people are overeating to cope quitting jobs and falling into depression. So easy to think about everything that's going on in this world. And Jesus says, you know what? Don't be anxious. Seek first the kingdom of God. God knows what you need. He knows your desires. He knows how to take care of you. Jesus says in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And these things will be added to you. We have a father in heaven. Abba, who loves you, who knows what you need before you ask him. Focus on the mission. Focus on the great commission and making disciples and reaching the lost and putting God's kingdom first, and he will take care of your needs. But often our decisions have no consideration for the advancement of the God's kingdom or the loss in our city come to faith in Christ. We often consider our paycheck our, our, our benefits, our pension, our vacation days before we consider our witness for Christ. Most people will take a job and they hardly ever consider how to be salt and light for Christ in that job. People will take a house and move into that street and they say, well, man, it's got the bedrooms we want and it's in the price point we want, but they're not thinking at all about how to reach their neighbors. Sad to say, it's rare to find Christians who see this country as a mission field. And it's hard and it's rare to find Christians who see their resources as a gift from God to advance the gospel and glorify Christ. Do you see your bank account as not being your bank account, but God's bank account? Your car is not your car, but God's car. God didn't give you that job. God didn't give you that house. God didn't give you that car, that that talent, that opportunity just to advance yourself. In fact, the only reason that you aren't in heaven yet is because God desires to advance his kingdom through you. 
And so here's a, here's a question I just want to ask you today. If God were to answer your prayers, would the world change or would only your world change? Let me ask you again. If God were to answer your prayers, would the world change or would only your world change? Paul wants believers to pray for one another. He says, praying at all the times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, praying for all of our family in Christ. Paul wants the believers to pray for one another, not fight one another, to intercede for one another in love, not slaughter one another in hate. And so I pray that God would burden your heart for the global church and that you would abound in prayer, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am ambassador in chains, that I might declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Beloved, this is the difference between saying a prayer and abounding in prayer. We pray to God about everything. We pray spirit-led prayers, and we pray for the advancement of God's kingdom on earth. Let's pray. Lord, I just, I thank you for just showing us from your word what it truly means to abound in prayer. God, would you forgive us? Would you forgive me? It's so easy, God, to, to not pray to you throughout the day. We treat prayer, God, truly like it is renter's insurance, like it's a, a fire extinguisher. We just, we make all these decisions, and then if it gets bad and it's code red, then we pray to you. We cry out to you. God, forgive us in our ignorance. Help us to pray to you all throughout the day, and not simply for like, requests and to say, God, I need this. I need that. And we could bring that to you, but God, just because we want to talk to you the same way we talk to friends while we're on the phone shopping in the grocery store. God, man, we pray to you as we're going down the grocery aisle, looking for milk and eggs, just talking about life, talking about stress, talking about our problems, just talking to you, God, the same way we go to therapists and we go to therapy to talk and process. God, we have you available. God, would you help us to also pray spirit led prayers? prayers that are, are aligning with the truth of your word, the promises of your word, prayers that are seeking your will. God, forgive us for how often we pray and we don't, we don't pray saying, God, is this your will? God, we should ask questions more in prayer, more than just demanding things. God, should I take this job? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should we buy this? Should we purchase that? God, is this your will? God, help us to pray according to your spirit. And lastly, Lord, help us to pray for the advancement of your kingdom, God. We think right now around the world we have Christians who are being persecuted, Christians who are suffering. We have Christians in America, God, and we're struggling in America right now, bad. We're arguing and fighting every five seconds. We're too busy being Republicans or Democrats, right or left or this and that, God, your, your church, God, would you, would, you, would you help us to pray and to cry out on behalf of your church that we would be one and united? God, forgive us when we make so many decisions that are disconnected from the advancement of your kingdom and the mission. How we pursue things and not think about how to love our neighbor well. 
and to share our faith. And so, God, I just pray supernaturally that this wouldn't just be another message that someone hears online, God, but it, it would actually be a turning point for them and that they would abound in prayer, God. We don't want to be mediocre Christians, God. We don't want to just go with the flow. We don't want to be lukewarm. We want to abound for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, so good uh, looking into God's word with you, beloved. And uh, I pray that you was encouraged by that.
That's right. Pray where you are. I think they did a great job on that song. You know, wherever you are, on the top, on the bottom, in the mundane place in life, feeling beaten, broken, <laughs> down, or feeling like things are going amazing. Wherever we are, pray where we are. Let the Lord be part of our life in a very real, meaningful way so that it's about a, an ongoing relationship. And I think that's a lot of what we've learned today is that prayer is something that we are both called to as followers of Jesus, but it's also something, loved ones, that we're invited into. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to have a relationship with the Lord. And I do want to say, if any of you have, you know, gotten to a place in your life where you haven't quite made a commitment to Jesus, but you you want to, you're, you're there. And uh, well, I would just say, pray where you are. Pray right now, say, Lord Jesus, I, I'm open to you. I repent for my sins and I wanna receive you fully as my savior. Cleanse me, renew me and make me one of yours. I confess you as my Lord. When we do this, we're part of his body. When we, when we, when we just say, Lord, uh, I'm, I'm ready to have you. I, that's, you know, prayer, as we, we are, I think, mostly aware, it doesn't have to be eloquent. In fact, I think it's, it's almost a non-issue. It's more of a heart issue, not necessarily in, uh, how we say it. I hear a lot of times people say, well, I don't know how to pray. I say, you know, just be honest, be authentic, be real, be yourself. The Lord hears your heart more than he ever hears the words. Like he, it's not, it's not praying it right. It's, it's being, being right when we pray it. It's being sincere and honest and authentic. So my prayer for all of you is that he would bless you and keep you, that his love would overwhelm you and that you would know how much, how much God cares about you. May he bless you in every way, spirit, soul, and body in Jesus name. And don't forget, pray where you are.